0: This is Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. I'm licensed marriage and family therapist, Justin Lewis. I am also your host. On today's episode, I'll be talking with my fellow compassite, Chris Ardrey. He is a uh, social worker and he does therapy across the board with people of all ages. The two of us will talk about resiliency, the importance of resiliency, what exactly that is, and how to use resiliency in a few different ways. Chris also is vulnerable enough to share his personal story and how that has helped to develop resiliency in his life today as an adult. Before we get into the interview, I would like to share some important information with you. Number one is that Mapping Healthy Minds is sponsored by Compass Counseling here at Compass. We will serve people of all ages, uh, couples, families, children. We can provide services in three locations, Owensboro, Henderson, and Paducah, and also across the entire state of Kentucky via telehealth. So if you're interested in initiating some services with a therapist who fits just what you need, then you can go to our website, compasscounseling.com. Mapping Healthy Minds is also sponsored by Midtown Market. Midtown Market carries a variety of high-quality foods, including natural and organic products, and a wide array of gluten-free foods. In addition to being a full-service neighborhood grocery store, Midtown Market provides personalized services such as customized gift baskets and a drive-through window that can be used when you're craving a cup of coffee or need to call in a small grocery order to go. They also provide other conveniences such as fresh, ready-to-serve weeknight dinners and prepared entrees that can be reheated. And I have hit that up on a number of occasions, highly recommend. So head over to Midtown Market. Over on Broadway Street in Midtown Paducah to get all of those grocery needs met. And now here is my interview with Chris Ardry. Let's start by I like starting by getting like operating definitions. I think it's good to to know what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. So we're working from the same assumption as far as what we're talking about. So why don't you tell me what uh, how you would define resilience
1: um i would define resilience as kind of like the ability to cope in like adverse or traumatic situations mm-hmm. um you know i feel like it's it says a lot about a person you know if they can go through a lot or like whatever they experience in life you know traumatic events or losses um and the ability to to keep moving forward you know as a you know, as a result of those kind yeah. of experiences. Right. Um, and just being resilient, you know, and um, knowing that maybe, you know, it's life and we can um, kind of cope with it. And
0: So finding ways to uh, get over or get through difficult life circumstances would yes. be a, a concise way to say that as far as how to... How to Define Resilience. Um, yes. Yeah. So what kind of things would you say are required when someone is going to be resilient? What kind of things are present? So you've seen clients be resilient. Yes. Obviously, that's... Um, to me, that's one of the really most inspiring parts of our work. So we, we have a lot of really interesting conversations. Like Sometimes I stop and think about what we get paid to do, and I'm like this is really kind of a strange job. Yeah. You know how you get into whatever in life and you just kind of, that becomes normal? And then I started thinking about how our job compares to what most people's jobs are. And most people, like, if they hear something personal from somebody for more than three minutes, it's strange. You know, it's like, okay, well, I just needed to sell you this item. Why are you telling me this personal thing about you? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But it's it's like, like, I don't want to hear that, you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but for us, it's like we get everything. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things though, we see is we see people able to make a transformation from being in this terrible spot, possibly even the worst spot they've ever been in their entire life, and that's not even – Uh, Being hyperbolic. That's legitimately they're at their absolute worst Mm -hmm. and then we get to kind of walk with them through that and watch them be resilient and move on to the other side of that to where sometimes people are even able to to say that they're at their best point or at least able to overcome that and see them in such a better spot. So to me, that's one of the most inspiring kind of um, touching parts of our work. And so... Yeah. And sometimes you just want
1: to sit back and like marvel at some of the clients that have been through so much, you know, yeah, it's just like, right. it's like, wow, you know, it, some people wouldn't be able to get through it, you know? Yeah.
0: And it is it's, it's interesting to, to do that and see that. And sometimes I just, you're like you said, I think it would be help, probably helpful for them if we even were like, you know, that's pretty amazing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause they may not see it being in the middle of it, but we can see it from where we're at. Mm hmm
1: yeah sometimes i like to to say that too you know like from the the strength perspective you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's like wow you know like not a lot of people have been through that i mean some have but some haven't you know and yeah it's uh it's empowering knowing that you've been through that and you know you live through the experience and can can share that with me you know with or with us sure
0: yeah absolutely so what do you think the main characteristics are of a person when they're going to be resilient What things are they going to take on?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say more of like a, like kind of a positive mindset maybe. Um, Or thinking about.
0: So hopeful. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. hey, this can be done. You have to think about the fact that it can be done before ever getting there. It's not going to accidentally. Resilience isn't something that happens on accident. Right. right yeah, it's not yeah. Like, oh i accidentally got through this yeah i did not think i was going to or i didn't know how to or i didn't know what was going to happen and here we go right. we actually have to kind of have a uh, direction on believing that it is possible to get to the other side even if sometimes it's really hard to see that or or believe that and that's kind of how we come into play too right is to kind of instill hope and Give them that, yeah, um, yeah, direction and, and mindset.
1: Definitely, yeah, and I feel like sometimes, like the things that have happened are sometimes experiences that can be worth sharing, you know, and um, or learning learning experiences too, you know. And I, I feel like uh, like some people can use that story to benefit other people. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, yeah, I've been through some things, and you've been through some things, and you know, mm-hmm. I've come out come out of on the other side of that and feel like I'm I'm better because of that you know
0: Um, yeah so telling them that is one of the benefits of pushing through is they'll be able to help somebody else yes
1: yeah Yeah. be able to help somebody else and and realize that I think it's um being tough too you know it's like well I've had these experiences but it kind of you know won't define me and I can use it to, to better myself and maybe the other person that, that hey, maybe they feel alone or mm-hmm. that maybe I'm the only person that has experienced these things. But
0: Yeah, sometimes we feel like we're the only ones out there. And mm-mm. if we get information that, hey, man, you're not the only one that struggled with this. <laughs> right. Or you're not un- unique in having to battle stuff, it kind of puts things in perspective for us too, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: Okay. So tell me this uh, this balance that might exist between uh, being able to be frustrated with your situation, be resilient through your situation. Hmm.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like in the moment, like, you can be frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, because you always wonder, like, you know, why me or why is this? kind of stuff has always happened to me or mm-hmm. um i feel like it's okay you know it's normal to be frustrated and angry during that time yeah you know um but i think it's good to to realize you know hey you know there is a light maybe at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and maybe to think about it in a different way you know maybe like hey this event did happen to me but it you know it won't define me and mm-hmm. um I can be frustrated they're mad at this present moment you know but um, eventually be tough and work through it and Mm -hmm. um, eventually be stronger as a result yeah of it you know
0: so recognizing in the moment that this does indeed suck that this is not something that I want to happen yes it's kind of part of even being resilient you know If you don't recognize that you've got a barrier or a difficult situation, then you don't have to think about being resilient. Right. And you know, like you said, there can be that danger of falling into the victim mentality of life happens to me, all the bad stuff always happens to me, um, Mm -hmm. and not identifying all the good things that happen to us, right? We have this bias where we only notice when something goes wrong, but we don't think about all the times where things go right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I had my bike crash, and I could just focus solely on the fact that I scraped up my elbow and my knee. But it's also like, yeah, but I didn't hit a car, and a car didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think about that part of it. Yeah, but Uh, part of that's looking on the bright side. But also, part of it is just recognizing that there are a lot of times when things don't go bad for us. And sometimes it is going to go bad. We just have to figure that out. Yeah. And I think being able to put things in a like a greater perspective rather than just living in that very moment can help. It's kind of like, okay, yes, this part of it sucks, but overall, you know, I've got a lot of other things that I can pay attention to that are going my way. It's kind of like a lot of times my clients will talk about stuff not being fair.
1: Mm-hmm
0: either in their relationships or in life in general. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we kind of process that that through for a minute. But then it's also kind of a, well, you know, fairness isn't an equation that was ever in our social contract with the world. Right, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, like, you know,
1: life's not fair. (laughs) And
0: we never complain about fairness when things are going in our direction, right? Like, when things are unfair to, in our Direction is whenever, like you know, really this seems unfair for me to have an advantage here. I am just gonna not identify that, and yeah, this is really not fair. (laughs) That doesn't happen nearly as much (laughs) when we're on the short end of the stick and it's unfair. We we tend to point that out a lot more. So yeah, it's uh, it's not fairness that we complain about. It's not getting uh, things in our direction that we complain about.
1: Right. Yeah, and with your the bike ride, you know the your accident. You know it could have been a lot worse. You know you hey you could think about it. Hey, I'm you know I'm still here. I just got a scrape.
0: And, yeah, that's you know, right. Could, could you can still have. move all my limbs. Yeah, yeah. I'm still pretty good. I'm Still here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had my helmet on, so I'm good. All right. So what about this? What about times when we choose giving up over resilience? What if we're like, you know what, really trying to go on doesn't seem like the best option hanging it up seems like a better option how do we make that call
1: if it becomes too much you know i i think sometimes maybe it is good to maybe stop for a little bit or at that moment maybe and just kind of sit back and take things in perspective you know um and if things keep constantly happening that are you know traumatic or bad you know um I think it kind of could be a good thing to not give up, but kind of like take a step back and maybe, you know, evaluate kind of what's happened or like my emotions and Mm -hmm. what, what kind of, you know, the emotions and feelings that I'm feeling that, that have from the events that I've happened, you know? Um, So I, I feel like it's almost, it's good in a way to, To not give up, but to kind of take a step back and just um, maybe take time for yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, But I won't say it's not like giving up, but it's just maybe trying to cope
0: with it in a, you know
1: what I mean, in a different way. But if that makes sense.
0: So sometimes we have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Yes. (laughs) To get real folksy on it. Yeah. Yeah. And to get real overly technical, we have to be aware of the sunk cost fallacy, which is, Mm. you know, I've put so much into this that there's no turning back now, even if things continue to suck. (laughs) But sometimes we have to say, it doesn't matter that I've put so much into this because it really sucks and it doesn't look like it's going to not suck. So I need to just pivot so I went from folksy to technical, to buzzword. How about that? That's, yeah, that's like that, that's well, nice. It's like a language bingo card right there that I just covered.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was really interesting because this uh, this pastor at our church actually talked about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, and he's like, um, in life, you know, we we'll, it's like we always have to try to pivot, you know, yeah. and pivot to something else or another relationship or something bad happened. We have to try to pivot.
0: Yeah. So it's not that we're giving up on life. We're just figuring out what a better option is, what the best option is. So that's a piece of resiliency too. We're not giving up. We're just following what the best option is as far as um, what's good for us, what's good for other people, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And kind of what what next direction or step do I need to take to – To overcome, you know, kind of what has happened or um, the events that have transpired, you know.
0: What do you think it is that makes it that resiliency is seen as a challenging thing? What is it about it that. Because I think generally people see it as a challenge, right? Resiliency is not something that's like easy or can be checked off the list pretty simply. What do you think it is that makes it a challenge?
1: I think just that kind of like the victim mentality um you know like why me or this always happens to me um and i feel like sometimes people feel like they're alone you know and they have a hard time in overcoming that i, I think and they kind of tend to shut down and kind of or isolate and you know have perspectives like you know the, oh the world's a horrible place or you know you know all people are idiots or mm-hmm. you know what i mean so, <laughs> yeah.
0: um, right. and all those are defense mechanisms mm-hmm. right is victim mentality taking no responsibility everybody else's fault yes and i think the opposite of that would be because that's all self-preservation right that's all mm-hmm. i'm trying to really protect self in in this so i'm gonna blame the circumstance i'm gonna blame somebody else i'm gonna say that there's no hope or whatever but yeah. The opposite of that is being vulnerable. And if we try to do something different, if we put ourselves out there, there's a chance that we're going to not be successful. And so it seems to me that vulnerability require or uh resilience requires a lot of vulnerability. Yes. And vulnerability is really challenging because the chance of failure is out there. Anytime the chance of failure is out there,
1: that yeah that can be that's scary
0: it is scary it's the opposite of us protecting ourselves, but if we don't take that chance and we just think about protecting ourselves, we're going to get that negative outcome that we're trying to avoid, which is being disconnected and not being successful and wallowing in our in our stuff, so yeah. vulnerability is scary yet. Also required for success. Yeah, yeah, necessary. Self-preservation, blaming, pointing fingers, seeing ourselves as the victim is much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to get us a good result. Right. So we have to get outside ourselves a little bit and be willing to do something that doesn't fit our natural instinct. And yeah. I think The fact that resiliency does not fit our natural instincts of self-preservation is what makes it so challenging for people to to push through requires taking responsibility putting ourselves out there being creative all those sort of things and so it is in itself even though the end goal is noble and is going to be productive it's really hard to to get there
1: right and it's good too for some people to know that you know some of the best successes in life are successful people you know they've again you know they've been resilient and they've had the most failures too you know absolutely Um, so
0: people that are successful have the most successes probably have the most failures
1: yeah yeah
0: it's just kind of the way it goes the more we do something the more likely it's gonna we're gonna get traction on it right it's like the more we oh let's see I don't know. There's, there's got to be a good analogy in here somewhere. But the more we do something, the more likely we are going to... The more we attempt something, the more likely we are going to do it. Do it, yeah. Right? It's like, the more free throws I shoot, the more likely I'm going to make one. Right. <laughs> if, yeah. yeah. If I shoot two, chances of me making one. If I give up after missing one... Yeah, and eventually... Well, I'm not gonna ma- I can't make one, right? Yeah. But if I'm willing to shoot until I make it, then... I'm more likely to be successful there. I may have more failures along the way until I get there. Yeah. But I'm never going to get there.
1: Right. And eventually those free throws and bats you know, will, will go in. and
0: You'll get better. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, it's putting ourselves out there. That's that vulnerability piece yeah. of that, right? It's being willing to fail over and over in order to find success. So yeah. who was it? Benjamin Franklin. He said something about, I haven't found... I don't always find the the right way to do it, but i found all the wrong ways to do it or something like that. Mm. So it's kind of that mentality of I'm just going to keep going and keep trying until I get what I need. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it just seems like, oh, this person's a genius. They can figure it out, which there's a piece of that for sure. But a lot of times I think successful people's genius is their willingness to keep going and not give up. Yes. And I think that's probably discounted from time to time. And we just see this person who's done this great thing is, you know, oh, they're brilliant. And we try to copy things in their yeah. life like, oh, they wear the same outfit every day. Maybe if I wear the same outfit every day, I'll be a genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, the thing to try to imitate about successful people is probably just, hey, when I screw up, I'm going to keep on going. And so, um, yeah. yeah, that's resilience, right? It's just keeping on going. Yeah, Being willing to... To keep doing what needs to be done in order to get to the other side, and it's inspiring uh, in our field when people are doing it because they're being they're not being resilient about inventing something they're being resilient about being able to function and have a stable emotional uh, sense of self and so yes it's uh, like I s- said earlier, very touching so any other things that you want to say about Resilience, or people being resilient. Um,
1: I just feel like you know, all the clients that you know I do have and see. You know, I think it's it's you know, like you said, it's inspiring just for um, just being present with people that have been through so much and the traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I think mean, you know sometimes I. I, you know, it depends on the person. But you know, sometimes I I share my stories and um, things that I've been, you know, went through and mm-hmm. um, and you know, I tell them you know, like you know, life isn't easy. And, yeah. You know, we do we do have things that come up and experiences that are unpleasant. Um, but
0: do you want to share your stories right now on this microphone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. We can go for it. Oh.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I I had a lot of problems growing up, um, like with with school, and um, I had uh, um, I got really sick, you know, when I was growing up. It was junior high to high school, um, and you know, I had immune immune deficiencies and problems, mm. um, and. Eventually, I got really sick. Um, it was my freshman year of high school. Um, I had re- I got really bad pneumonia, and I had to. They had to, you know, I really couldn't breathe. You know, um, I remember I, I was home alone one night, and my parents, my mom, came home, and I was in my bed, and you know, I was kind of taking deep breaths, you know, because I I couldn't breathe. Mm. Um, wow. And it comes to comes to find out, you know, I had to be rushed to the emergency room that night and you know, my, my blood pressure was ridiculously high. Um, and then next thing I knew, you know, they were, you know, prepping me for surgery. Wow. Um, so they had to, like apparently my lungs were filled with lungs or my lungs are filled with lungs. <laughs> I <didn't sound> right. <laughs> my um, That is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> my lungs were filled with fluid, you know, from, from the pneumonia. Oh. Um, and next thing I knew, they were prepping me for surgery. You know, they're like, hey, we need to drain this this liquid, uh-huh. you know, this fluid around your lungs. And Sure. Um, it was close to my heart, you know. Um, wow. So next thing I knew, they put me to sleep and traveled me to, you know, to the operating room. And um, next thing I knew, you know, I was waking up, you know, with two tubes out from my back, you know, in my lungs. Mm. Where they had to drain all the, yeah. the the fluid out. It had to be scary. yeah. yeah I was mm teenager yeah and I was really skinny back then too so you know (laughs) I was with that I was like a skeleton oh yeah and true um so so yeah that so that wasn't pleasant um then as a result you know I I missed so much school and um had to be on these different types of medicine um and then one was I was on prednisone for a little bit Hmm. and uh you know that I don't know if you do you know a little bit about prednisone? No. Oh yeah, it had this just has a lot of side effects. I was on a high dose, mm-hmm. you know, to kinda of get the inflammation down and and everything. Um but yeah, so I, I took I was on prednisone for a while and um my uh my cheeks blew up, you know, 'cause it's it's a result of the steroid.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so so my cheeks were all you know they were puffy and okay. big and it made me you know, increase my appetite because i was so huh. you know skinny
0: sure
1: um so i remember you know i was a teenager so it was really hard to for the other kids to understand that and mm. um so i remember going back to high school and <laughs> you know with my cheeks puffed out and yeah and being different you know and you know some of the kids made fun of me and mm. um and you know i i suffered from self-esteem you know low self-esteem as a result and went went through some depression um and you know i really just i skipped school you know because you know like i who would want to go to school where you're getting made fun of all the time and
0: yeah right
1: um and being different you know sure so so i kind of you know missed school and you know the the principals kind of called my parents, see what was going on, and you know because I <laughs> you know just didn't want to uh, go.
0: Right, right.
1: Um. So yeah, so I was on the verge of you know uh, you know getting really behind. I was you know I was really behind in schoolwork and trying to catch up. Uh, so kind of talked with my parents, you know, and um, to weigh out options or what what we could do, you mm-hmm. know, um. And, you know, I really just didn't have motivation to, to do anything.
0: Mm.
1: You know, um, then we kind of talked. Um, you know, I did get better for a little bit. You know, was, my appetite increased and I was on the medicine and, you know, got all the stuff drained out and mm-hmm. um, and everything. And then we weighed options and we had a had a homebound teacher come in. It was one of my mom's friends. She came in and kind of taught me for a little bit. I um, mean, I caught up, caught up on some work, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it still wasn't working. You know, I, I needed that, that social interaction too, you know, cause I was missing right. that. Um, so then we sat down and kind of went over options and then my parents came up with a option to go to, to a boarding school, um, mm. for my last year or two of high school. Mm. Um, and it was in Sedona, Arizona, um, and it was it was like a boarding school with kids that had other you know problems and right deficiencies like some kids had ADHD and their anxiety or hmm. health problems too you know yeah um so yeah so it was kind of scary you know it was just it was different you know being away from my hometown and going to a completely different state you know I don't think so yeah. in Arizona <laughs> yeah. yeah from my last year or two of high school hmm. um. So, yeah, so I went out there and um, and I enjoyed it. you know, it was scary at first, but, mm-hmm. um, it was good being a part of like with that resiliency piece, knowing that, hey, you know other kids are battling some things too, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm kinda not the only one mm. you know, and I had really good mentors out there too um you know it was it was good, um, yeah. I think it was a good experience,
0: yeah, um. Well, good for you that that played out well for you. But yeah, I can definitely see how standing out in high school is a hard thing to do. Yes. Uh, Especially if it's something that people don't understand and uh, something that's so visible. Uh, And so I can see how getting a fresh start would be real helpful in that. And how it can be hard to just kind of, as a teenage brain, to realize. Resiliency, yeah, but right. You push through. You figured it out. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and I have still really good friends that live out in California and Arizona. You know, as a result, and we still, you know, we still talk and communicate mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, and, nice. And and that that's really cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Um, so how do you think that's impacted you moving forward as an adult?
1: Yeah, I I think it really has impacted me. You know, because um, it. I think it, you know, taught me a little about resiliency, even though I didn't know what it was at that time. (laughs) Sure, sure. You weren't like, Um. you know, I think I'm going to choose resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just think it's it's kind of shaped me and helped me to know that, hey, you know, things in life happen, and you know, it's not maybe my fault that it did happen. You know, but the things happen, and I feel like there is a way to positively look at it, you know, um, like, Hey, you know, these things did happen, but it, it wasn't my life and, you know, I'm healthier now and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like it helps in practice too. Sometimes, you know, if, you know, if I do want to self-disclose or whatnot, yeah, right. I'm just saying that, Hey, you know, I've with the clients, you know, I've, I've been through experiences too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, being, being resilient and really pays dividends you know for
0: sure it's good to know we're not the only one right 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 well thanks for sharing your story thank you uh,
1: thank you yeah i I enjoy it you know it's it's a little bit hard to talk about at times but it's i mean it i think it's good now reflecting back on it and Mm -hmm. and and sharing it
0: i was talking to somebody briefly this morning about how sometimes the things that really seem like the most negative experiences in the moment turn out to be some of the things that we look back on with most fondness that they happened. Yeah. And so it's kind of what you're saying right now is like, you know, it really sucked, and but it helped shape and helped you learn how to deal with things and how to even help people moving forward. So maybe that even inspired you to be in the work that you're in, that sort of.
1: Thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it really did, you know, and it's just really powerful because, you know, I've, I've had mentors and other people, come in my life and help me you know and um and and you know i have been on the other side of the couch you know and Mm -hmm. being a client yeah um and it's you know i i think it's good to to let it go from both sides you know
0: totally Um, all right well thank you so much for joining me on the this episode of mapping healthy minds
1: yeah yeah thank you justin yeah i it was I, i really enjoyed it
0: This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. For more episodes, you can find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we are also on social media sites, Facebook and Instagram. Website for the show is mappinghealthyminds.com, which has access to all the episodes that we've recorded so far and a little bit more about the show. Thanks so much for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, give us a review or tell a friend. It's the best way for us to pass the word on to other people. Mapping Healthy Minds is brought to you by Compass Counseling and is produced and hosted by yours truly, Justin Lewis.